Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of Sneak Up. It's a pedestrian's podcast dedicated to all things art, music, dance, and Orient culture, sponsored by Platypus Shoes. My name is Jack. I'm your host and your avatar for all these fantastic conversations that we're having here on the show. On this episode, chatting with up-and-comer Channel Dress. Hey. Yo. Uh, you've just released your latest EP, Black Moses. You've done a bunch of shows all around our country. Uh, you played Splendor and supported Childish Gambino. So I thought it'd be a pretty good time to chat. Mm-hmm. This is the second time you've been to Australia. Yes. And it's in like a really short period of time. How does it feel being flown halfway across the world on such a regular basis nowadays? It feels great. Um, great opportunity to see the world, um, connect with fans across the world, and just expand my network. And what do you think of Australia from the time that you spent here? <laughs> it's kind of one of my favorite places in the world. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I love it. Um, it feels like a second home, kind of. Cool. Why, yeah. why is that? Uh, I don't know. I did my first tour here. Um, my song kind of picked up here before everywhere else. Is that controller? Yeah. And then it just feels like kind of cool to say, I can just go to Australia. Yeah. You know? It's not really somewhere a lot of people would expect to be a second home, I imagine. Yeah. But it's fun. It's really nice. It, there's a lot of art and there's a lot of things to see out here. You have a lot of interesting different places. Oh, yeah. It's very yeah. individual. Um, now that you've become far more recognized as an artist, do you think you'll keep writing for other people? I know that was a big part of what you used to do. Uh, I still do that. I'll always do that. I love music. I love being around it. I love working on other people's stuff. I love working on my stuff. But I always want to be in the conversation when it comes to music. So I always do all of that. And what's the best thing you get out of flexing your creativity for someone else? Um, collaboration, because you learn. And uh, the, the opportunity of the type of people I've been getting to work with has been like just really good talented people so you know I love that because you could just that the the possibilities are kind of endless because you're working with like other talented people and I imagine that you're doing a lot of stuff that sort of fits outside the realms of the Channel Trust project mm-hmm. what other sort of stuff have you been working on musically um just like movies Thanks. um like sync stuff sick um you know other artists different rappers you know remixes um yeah cool what's the what's the movie stuff i can't say oh it comes out okay cool that's fine that's exciting enough i'm happy with that oh sick um i recently saw an interview with you from 2017 and you were talking a lot about you being a producer and working for rappers and singers when did you decide that you wanted to leave that behind for you know not the most part i know you're still doing it but when did you decide that you wanted to put your voice on something um, I always put my voice on stuff, like, um, ever since I've been doing music, but uh, I just got to a point where I just got bored, and I got tired of seeing other people have their creative movements, and then I was like, oh, what am I supposed to do? And pr- producing is fun, but I was around a lot of producers that were trying to be artists at the time, but they made a name for themselves as producers, and like spent most of their youthful years just producing for other people so when you're like trying to be an artist sometimes it's kind of hard to do it when you're like in your early 30s you know or like late because you start having kids and you traveling starts to become like more hectic and so i was still young and so i was just like okay i want to just try it and then um yeah i just got approached by some people and then it just turned into something I remember seeing before you started releasing music as Channel Trace, you deleted all of the music that you previously had online. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to do that? Uh, it just didn't. It didn't properly explain who I was. Um, 
it was just like my bedroom stuff. But the funny thing is, some of those beats I still use, and I, I like I re- remake them or I give them to other people and stuff like that. But it was just like I just knew that the music I was gonna start making was gonna be just bigger and hit harder. So I just wanted a clean slate, and I wanted to give the channel trash character like a fresh start. You know. Yeah, I get that. And there's a certain sort of air of mysticism about the Channel Tress character as well. Like, there's hardly anything really. Like, when I was doing a lot of research for the for the interview, there wasn't too much on you before that. Mm-hmm. Has that been also a conscious thing, or that's just sort of because Channel Tress took off so quickly? Um, I still, t- I don't feel like it took off yet, but I feel like no, I just didn't go by this name before previously. Yeah. But there's stuff online, but it's not like a lot. Nobody was really paying attention. And I was just more so just doing producer stuff for other people. Mm. And so I just have production credits, but it's not under Channel Trust. It's under, like, my real name. Right, okay. And you said that you don't think Channel Trust has, like, come off yet. I just, I'm just, there's always room for improvement, and there's always, like, goals, you know. And I still haven't put out my first album. So, yeah. you know, it's still there's just still things. There's things musically I want to grow into and things in my show I want to grow into. So it's just, it's... I feel like I have a good, I have a promising, I've, I'm showing promise, but I, I still feel like there's way more I want to show and like do. I think that's a good attitude to have, man. Yeah. A lot of people would say that you're at a really good point, but I can appreciate you not being satisfied with that yet. Yeah. Do you have like a, a first step goal that you want to hit and then you'll be like, okay, I'm at, I'm at a happy level now? Or is it just going to keep going and going? Uh, Like, it's happening now. Like, definitely getting on these Gambino shows was yeah. like a, like kind of like a um, like whoa i'm here okay cool you know and then when i played at splendor just seeing how all the people came out and then some stuff that's going on in america that's that's about to happen for me i'm just like oh okay it's like happening so most of it i just want to be prepared for it and like just go give give 100 percent, you know because i don't want to i just want to give a good show i always want and like my brand is very important to me and i want people to have respect for that and the music and stuff. I can so, respect that. Yeah. Um, I was talking to someone the other day, and they told me that you used to be involved in a Gambino cover band. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. How did that start when you were doing the Gambino cover band? Um, I was in college. Um, we just had a band called, it was called Fish Gang. And uh, it was just being a bunch of my friends, and like we just would cover Gambino songs, Drake songs, um, just all kind of stuff. And, but, yeah, but Gambino was like one of the main artists we would cover. That's that's so I what, what year would this have been? This is like 2011, 2012. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so how does it feel now that you're supporting? Um, like my friend sent me a picture of us back in the day at a show. Like it was like 2012 or so, or 13 or something. And like we were just, we we're all at the show. And I remember how it felt at that show. Like, damn, I would never fucking be here up there with him or anything. Like, damn. And then, you know. Two, three years later, four years later, like I'm here now. It's just a testament to hard work and being consistent. For sure. It's just crazy. Does he know that you were in a Gambino cover band? I don't doubt it. <laughs> I, I only got to speak to him for five minutes. Yeah, right. Okay. Might be able to talk more. Who knows? <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's all good. Uh, you've been booked on a lot of festivals recently. You did Primavera Sound, Field Day in the UK, um, and you've just been here in Australia for Splendor in the Grass. Mm-hmm. Um, you must be meeting so many different artists all the time. Who were some of your favorite meetings as of late? I met Kevin Parker. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was great. 
Um, I met um, who I mean, I mean I, I've been seeing everybody. I met James Blake. We became cool. I met like, I met like, I met Solange. I met Tierra Whack. I met Lizzo. That was fun. Um, yeah, I just been I don't know. I just been meeting people, you know. And I'm not shy. I'll go. I'll say I'll go up and say hi, you know, or whatever. But you know, me and Tori Mom became friends. You know, and you're about to support him as well. Yeah, we're going on tour. So, did you become friends after that or before? Before. Cool. Yeah, and uh, he's helped me out with a lot of things and just gave me a lot of great advice. Um, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's just cool. It's just fun. I met Elton John. Yeah. You know, Elton John. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, he just. I mean, he liked Controller, the first song, and then um, he just. I don't know. He just called me. He just encouraged me, and then he had a show in L.A. and invited me to the show, and uh, invited me backstage. I met him and his husband. We took a picture. He was just talking to me and just encouraging me, and uh, it was just great. It was just just nice. Oh. Met, yeah. He seems like a nice guy. He's great. <laughs> He's great. Uh, who do you think has had the best festival performance you've seen so far? Um, that I've seen? JPEG Mafia, probably. Okay. I think that he's like one of my favorites right now. Favorite live performance, too. But he just, I just, I, could, I always watch his show. It's just tight. Why was it so so good? Uh, it's a mixture of like punk and old dirty bastard. You know, like just with some shit. It's just like some shit that is not out right now. Yeah. It's just him and a microphone and just giving everything. You know, and it's, I just felt like in the festival world and the shows we were just missing that you know that just that um it kind of reminds me of Iggy Pop too just like that just just I don't give a fuck attitude you yeah. know just like you know I just love it real raw yeah cool cool I'll have to keep an eye out to it I've never seen him play live yeah it's, it's crazy <laughs> um your sound is really deeply rooted in house obviously but I've seen you say in interviews that you don't really like going out that was a while ago. Do you still have that sort of? No, nah, I've been going out more. <laughs> you getting used to it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's. I try to just. I balance it. Like, I just go to the right places because I used to go go out, and then I just used to be scared to go out. But now it's like I'm t- starting to settle settle in like my character and like settle in like within myself. So, and most of the time I'm going out, I'm DJing. So. It makes it easier to be social if I'm just playing yeah. or something like that. But I've been trying to hang out with, just trying to hang out after the shows and just network and get to know people, you know, because I want to make music with a lot of people. And then also, you just learn a lot from conversations, like different things. Like house music at its core is like incredibly social. When you first were sort of making it, did you find it difficult to, like, did it feel different making such social music even though you didn't really like going out? Or did, did it not really have any impact on you at all? Well, I don't make... So my music is classified as house, but the way I maneuver with it, I treat it like regular music. So I don't, my shows aren't like house music shows. They're like performances. Yeah. So, you know, and then at LA, I have a big community of friends. So when I'm going out, I don't feel like I'm going out because I'm with all my homies. Yeah. So, and I have a lot of friends out there. So it's, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like different. I can imagine. Um, hip hop and house are two genres which generally are seen to have pretty different feelings behind them. 
what's the point where those two genres and a lot of other genres intersect for you into your music? I just listen to everything. Um, like like on Sexy Black Timberlake, if you, you'll hear like some of the melodies, you'll hear like Old Dirty Bastard, like, you know, hey, dirty, baby, I got your mind. Like you'll hear like that groove in there and then you'll hear a West Coast synth line that make you remind yep. you of Dr. Dre. But then it's behind a, a house beat. But the BPM is not all, like at 122 or 125 or 120. It's at like 117 or 118. So it just has the right amount of swing on it. You know, so it's just like, it's just, um, yeah, it's just playing with like time, playing with space and just like different things, you know. But it's just a different spin on it. But I don't know. I just try to make it good. <laughs> and then I'll listen to certain old house records and like, just be like oh shit you know i could probably mix that it's just like gumbo a bunch of things that you might not think go together but when it gets together it tastes good when did you um when did you realize that that sort of sound was something that you wanted to be to be making when people started liking it and like just when l john hit me up because of controller you're like i'm doing something right <laughs> i'm like all right cool i'm doing it i because i was like i wasn't sure but the way people react to it I'm like okay good it's good and it's kind of like it's fun the space i'm in Cause it's like I literally do what I want to do, so. So your new EP is called Black Moses. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit behind the name? Uh, so Black Moses, one that's an Isaac Hayes reference. Um, he had a album called Black Moses. So definitely shout out to him. I was watching, I was studying him for a while. Cause I'm really into like the Shaft character and stuff like that. And the, I like, I want to one day put like I, the way he like did the music for the film. And like he was like, just as part of the 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 film as like the the music, like it was like kind of like together. I want to do something like that one day, you know. So I was watching him, but he did a show. It was this festival called Watt Stacks, and he did a show, and he came out with like a cape on and like a hat and some glasses, and Jesse Jackson was announcing him, like, you know. And then like at that time he was like the biggest, and so the crowd was just like loved it. He just came out looking so cool. And, um, you know, I'm from Watts, you know, from all those areas, Compton, Watts, Long Beach and all those. And so just seeing him and seeing like the black power, it was just powerful for me and it really like influenced me. And so, um, you know, I kind of felt like that by myself, you know, cause, um, you know, I have a deep voice, you know, I make music and like, you know, I have like a kind of mature vibe. And then where I'm from, I grew up in a very you know, chaotic environment. It was really hard to get out. And so, you know, Moses was the savior of the people that lead, lead the people to the promised land. And so it's, um, so it's kind of like a, um, what do you call it? Like an affirmation for me or something like it mm. for me just to remind myself of the responsibility I have to my community and to my family and just how I want to use it for the right things to give back and like to inspire people, you know, because those things inspire me. So, yeah. So it's just like kind of like ghetto, like a ghetto savior type thing, you know, and I'm grew up in church. So I like to make little church references here and there when I can. We'll be back to our interview with Channel Tress in just a moment. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Wouldn't you want to hear from Kanye right before he released the college dropout? You know, right before he was Kanye. Well, that's what Sneak Up, a Platypus Shoes podcast, is all about. Conversations with talented people blazing the trail. You um, 
you grew up in Compton and Linwood, mm-hmm. and you just said that your experience has sort of made you feel differently about the sort of music that you make and your career in general. Was there some kind of particular experience that attracted you to the music that you're making? Um, nah, I just was messing around. Just a lot of like messing around, and I just I'm open to all kinds of music. And just going started when I started going to shows. That's what really it helped me too, because you start seeing different things and what people react to. And when I got into like, I think I watched it was this documentary on Netflix about Studio Studio Fifty, I think Studio Fifty Four, Studio Fifty One, whatever that New York club was back in the day. And um, you know the disco and just how everybody was so free and just like it was just like that. I really felt connected with that because you know I'm I'm not the type of person that. I don't like to be flashy or like I like to be flashy but in a different way, you know, very subtle but very just myself and just watching those things and like I would watch some house documentaries and they were talking about like when the when the, when they were walking in Chicago, you know, it would be like a gay deal some black people, you know, people would wear clothes on the police wouldn't mess with them cuz they knew that they were just going to go dance, you know. And so, like, that just really touched my heart, you know, and I was just like, all right, I want to, like, be a part of something like that or create something like that, you know, or just be a part of it, you know. And I, once I got into the history and I listened to uh, Moody Man, you know, and, like, I just, like, it just was something I felt connected to because sometimes when you grow up in my community, you feel like you want to always be, like, the dopest rapper or do whatever the hottest thing is in that moment. And the those things didn't work for me. I had to kind of create my own thing. And so when I just heard, when I just seen all those documentaries and heard all this stuff, it's just something that really stuck with me, you know? And then, like, I was reading something with my Michael Jackson about how he would go there. That's how he found his character. When he did Off the Wall, he was at the disco just hanging around a party and just getting influenced by that life. And then, you know, he became his, you know, Michael. One of the tracks on your new EP is based on your brother's experience in jail. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about the experience of writing that? Um, so, I'll say I, I won't say the, the N word. I'll say I'll say brilliant person of color. Cool, right? For that now, works for me. Um, but uh, that song, I was I was um, in the studio because once I start writing a project, I just get in the studio like all week and I just write hella songs. And I don't, I have no particular goal. I'll just write a bunch of them and then go back and listen. And kind of my myself tells me what I'm trying to say, and so um, yeah, uh, I freestyled that and like made the beat and like it just when I heard it and I played it for you know my team, they all just was like yeah, they all resonated with it. It was like yo, this is one, and um, I didn't even know it was about my brother at first, and then once I started getting into it and started I started writing the lyrics out more, and then I just was like whoa, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm feeling. So it was just I like. Sometimes I don't know. I just let myself tell me what, what's what's going on, or my spirit, or whatever. So, but that was you know that was a, um, very that's a very important song to me, and I'm happy that I put it out, and I'm happy that it's a part of my journey, cause I I lo- I really love that song. Hey, your your uh, watch says three three three. That's my number. Oh, cool. That's great. <laughs> Why is that your number? It's just a very spiritual number. You just me. like it. Feels good to you. Channel Trace. So, how did Gambino get in touch with you to? to do the show i think it was through management yep yeah um definitely thankful for the great people of australia for for uh making it happen <laughs> and my team um yeah it just it made sense though now that i'm at the show and i'm 
opening up and then seeing him. It just makes sense. And it's also, it's been like everybody that I've been on tour with this year, it has been for a reason for me in a spiritual way. And it's like taught me a lot, you know. So I think it just falls in line with that because I looked up to him for a long time. And so just to be here, it, it's just really, one, it's inspiring me, but I know that people that know me and where I grew up, it's inspiring them too, like, you know, just my journey and how I got here. So it's just it just makes sense. God is good. I just think it just makes sense. It feels really natural. You've also worked with Aussie talent, um, Winston Surfshirt. You remixed mm-hmm. their track, Project yeah. Redo. Yeah. What drew you to their music? Uh, management. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. he, he has a really... I, I checked it out, and I had definitely had to make a decision to do it or not. But his voice, his voice, he just has a d- weird voice, and it's real soulful. And I wouldn't think that would come from Australia. So yeah, yeah. And I think that's like my biggest stream song or, or something like that. And it was like crazy because I was like so worried about it. Yeah. But you know, it, I'm glad I did it because that I, I did it in my bedroom. It was like one of those like things I just did, and then like. I don't know. I was just happy the way it came out. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Did you ever have anything to do with him? Uh Uh-uh, not yet. What if if we get together? Cool, yeah, stay tuned. And who else from Australia has grabbed your interest recently? Um, I'm I'm taking an interest into Kwame. He's a rapper out here. Oh, yeah? I like him. Yeah. He's a good person. He's Mm. real cool. You've met him? Yeah, we hang out sometimes. And he, he fucking... We can cuss on this. Yeah, uh, he fucking, not too much. But oh, where he yeah. perf- he performs. Sorry for swearing. That's cool. He performs like really good. Like he's I've seen him live. He gives he gives it all, and he just has a good spirit. So I've been like, he he's been cool. And um, Tame and Polly. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ta- that, well, man. yeah, Tame and Polly already. Huge. You already know that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really know much, but that's kind of where who's been. Who I know. Right cool. Now. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah. This is Shout Outs on Sneak Up. A time to get our fingers on the pulse. So, channel, welcome to Shout Outs. Do you have anyone in particular that you're loving at the moment? I'd like to give a shout out to my dancers. Mm-hmm. Neek and Jesse. They've been, they've been like killing it on the road with me. Um... I like to give a, sh- a shout out to Amanda Flowers. She uh, designs my clothes for my shows and my crop tops and stuff. And those, and those like I have hidden messages on my clothes. So those are really fun. I don't know. I like to give a shout out to I don't know everybody that's just in music trying to get it and trying to figure it out. And I hope you figure it out. Go. Cool. Uh, that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> This is Soulmates on Sneak Up. The only place for chats about what our guests are loving on their feet. What is your perfect shoe? Um, something that has a great like platform under it. So like so I can like look a little bit taller. <laughs> and then just a comfy sole. Yeah. And then like maybe like just I don't know. I've been I dig monochromatic shoes, like if mm. it's like all red or like lavender. Or something like that. You were in some pretty hot ones today. Yeah. Shout out Nike. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like funny shoes. Funny stuff? Yeah, kind but comfortable. Cartoony. If it's comfortable and it's like, it stands out a little bit, then I'm with it. So since the Channel Trust project started, this is a bit of a tough one. What do you think has been your favorite moment? Um, playing shows. 
seeing myself from last year develop to now and just thinking about the possibilities of how I can just get better and better. It's just fun. And being able to dance and sing at the same time <laughs> is just like crazy to me. And that's something I've always wanted to do. And I can do it, you know. And it's just like, all right, cool. Did that take a while to learn? Not really. I kind of just stepped into it. Cool. But I would practice every day. Mm. And I was always in the dance studio practicing. I'm still in. So it's just a good, good skill to acquire. And it's something that I want to do for the rest of my life. And what's next for you? More music. Um, trying to get to that goal of just selling out arenas one day. And just like, just putting out great music and scoring a movie. Uh, I can't wait for it. Yeah. And my final question, man. If you could give any piece of advice to someone hoping to get their music out there, what would it be? Be yourself. I know that sounds like cliche, but if it comes to you, you don't want to get it being somebody else. It's so easy for me and it looks easy because I don't have to be anybody else but me. So... Just be yourself and practice and be consistent and be a good person. Words to live by. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank man. you, bro. I really appreciate it. Definitely. Same here. That's it for another episode of Sneak Up. If you want to keep up to date with Channel Tress and all the exciting stuff that he's doing, you can check him out over on his Instagram at Channel Tress. And while you're there, why not chuck a follow to Platypus at Platypus underscore sneakers and Pedestrian TV at Pedestrian TV. I'll be back in a fortnight. But till then, keep it sneaky. Oh, <laughs>